0: Mental health check in with leak. Come on and check in with me. Mental health check in with a leak. Come on and check in with me. Mental health check in with leak. Come on and check in with me. Come on and check it with me. Mental health check in with leak. Welcome,
1: welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-in with leak today. I have a special guest, Sharita Hughes. How are you doing today?
0: I am fine today. Today, just for today. <laughs> okay. so, yes.
1: So uh, I want to thank you for coming on the Mental Health Podcast. I talk all things mental health. I'm so excited. Shout out to Keithla who recommended you. <laughs> and I'm so glad to talk about mental health today.
0: All right, good deal, thank you. Um, Yeah, I think it's an honor. We have to talk about mental health so much more and I'm grateful to just have this opportunity and that you have a platform to do it on, yeah.
1: Thank you, thank you. So let's get into these questions. My first question, I asked all my guests, this is the first question I always ask them, how is your mental health?
0: My mental health, uh, I think the best answer that I can give is that it's a work in progress. I like that. It's a work in progress, is that um some days I'm better than others, you know, and some days uh I think what that means is I have to put more effort into maintaining, right? Yes. Yeah, and then other days it's easy. Um I love it and I'm doing fine and I have no problems. But then when life starts lifing. It just starts lifing.
1: <laughs> I love that when oh, life starts, life man. It definitely yeah. does. <laughs> yeah, um, that's like one of my favorite questions to ask. That's like I love yeah. starting my podcast off forever. How long I had this podcast for? That's always gonna be the first question. I feel like you can ask somebody, "Hey, how are you doing?" We'll say, "I'm okay." You know, when you ask somebody, "How's your mental health?" Right. It opens the door to really, really talk about other stuff that you're going through. Like answer, like I'm. I'm doing okay, but mentally I'm struggling. So, you know, thank you for yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, and I think a big part of that is because there's so many different areas of life that you can do well in, and then while in some other areas you might not be doing well, right? So, but they're all connected to mental health. Yes. Yes. Yeah. My next
1: question for you is growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you?
0: Was it okay not to be okay? You know, it depends on who it was, maybe. I think um, I remember with one, my great aunt, if I cry, she's like, look how ugly you are when you cry, you know? And I'm like, oh, so it's, that means you're ugly if you cry. You know, so that's such a big message that you don't get then, but it really sends it that you, I guess, in a way, operate within the message without even knowing what it means. And so I don't think that now looking back that that probably wasn't okay to be not okay. And then in some, um, I think with my mom, she's like, take 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 a time out, do something, go get yourself together. You know, that's another message. How do you do it? You're still kind of maybe by yourself. So that's why I say I think it depends on who it was in my family. But was it something we just talked about? No, it wasn't concrete. It was like a hidden message within a message.
1: Yes, yes.
0: I like that's my second favorite question.
1: To ask. <laughs> I feel like everybody grows up differently and it's always dope and nice to see that different answers to it because there's no right or wrong answer you know and I just love to ask that question. right um my next question for you yeah. were, what are you doing in today's world to help with mental health
0: um is that in terms of myself or other people just yourself,
1: other people are like what are you doing to help you know spread awareness or just talk or are you talking about myself speaking somewhere you know your job if you know you mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, I I think for me, that's my I guess what they call that's my area. So um, I get invited to do speaking engagements on mental health. Um, The last one was just last week at a high school in New Jersey, and it was uh, like their mental health day about a mental health awareness. And I set up one of the tables for my practice. So I have a mental health and wellness practice. So I was with all these teenagers and talking to them about what it means to be well in terms of mentally well. Um, and it was really interesting. And we talked about like social emotional development and where that is and what stresses them out. And they're like, everything stresses us out. And so I do things like that. And then I see people, you know, as a, um, professional counselor and therapist i see people every day you know so i work with them um at the practice and they literally set up services i'm a provider and uh, we talk about it problems of all sorts from and the workforce to and the families couples counseling um to just like i just don't feel good today right and so I think those are the ways, and I've been doing this now for gosh, going on 20 years. Whoa. So it's been, it's been rewarding. It's been really rewarding in a sense. So mental health care is so important to me and how I just help other people through it.
1: So You are definitely in, you know, that mental health field <laughs> doing your thing for 20 years. And I wanted you to say, I didn't want to just say it. i was glad that you, you know, <laughs> what you're doing is amazing. Yeah. I, I was, um, I was helping, volunteering for NAMI, um, okay. NAMI Bus County, you know, I was a support, I was facilitating support groups, different support groups, and I did, they ended up trying to speak at schools, but I had stopped and, you know, take care of my own mental health, just like I needed a break, everything you sure? was virtual, just need a break, so it's definitely, you know, when you talk about speaking at the schools, I get that. <laughs> I also got to school the first time. I was yeah. so scared because you know kids can be you know, toughest critics. <laughs> it could be, but they really relate. Well, they can. Them. They really relate to my story. Yeah, and, and it was. I was just so. Ner- I was. Oh, you know, kids is different. Such today's generation, they are different. They will tell you if they don't like your story.
0: <laughs> Not yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it is. I think so. With that last week after I would kind of give my spill, I said, "How did I do?" You're like you did a really good job. It was it was short. It was to the point. You didn't bore us. <laughs> so I was like, thank you. I've been practicing. <laughs> so, and they were like, wow, you did a good job then. Because if you're nervous, it didn't show. And I was just you know, but I showed them that I met them where they were, and I think that's the important part with really anybody, especially when you're talking about age group, right? Speak to them how they want to be spoken with you know in terms of a helpful way but let them know that hey i don't have it all just because i'm an adult you know i'm nervous i'm sweating under this suit jacket you know and i don't know how you're gonna take this so i practiced just for you and i told them that and they were like thank you oh my god
1: <laughs> i loved that. i loved that i loved this um my next question for you, is, there's a stigma surrounding mental health, right, but there's also a stigma surrounding Black women's mental health, you know, when they say, you know, Black woman, you're strong, you got this, you know, you'll get through it, you know, y'all been through so much, what do you say to that stigma that's out there on, you know, Black women in their mental health?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, that stigma, Um, I think, starting with the good part is that it's changing, it's, it's, lowering in terms of us going to get help and knowing that we need it because at my practice we have lots of uh, black women coming through a lot of women of color i want to say in terms of i don't really like that just monolithic women of color but so many different women from um minority or minoritized racial backgrounds are coming through but as a black woman i think that our plight is just a little bit different and we are coming to grips with you know what i might have it all, but every now and then I need to tap in. Um, and that tapping in is I need a check up from the neck up sometimes because we can't just keep going through this like challenging thing with society, with ourselves and who we are generation after generation. I think right now we're seeing it. I don't want to repeat things that my grandmother and great grandmother went through. It's a different day and time but it's still an act of vulnerability that we have to turn into a strength. And I think that's where we are, but it's still there. Um, But the biggest part I think with being a a black woman is not always just in, I don't know, about our gender. Sometimes it's about our class and where we are too, uh, relative to income, uh, education, and things like that. I think those factors about our identity is what sometimes, um, I don't know, gives us the agency to go get help, right? Um, Accessibility to services and things like that. So a big part of what I have learned to do is I will reach out to my sisters, my brothers, you know, in terms of, hey, you know, this is what I do, we're available, here's my number, give me a call, and making it on their terms.
1: That's checking in on people, that's, you know, checking on yourself, like, sometimes it's hard for us, you know, especially with stigma, you know, like, you know, I could speak on the men's side, you know, there's a lot of men that suffer in silence, you know, people feel like yeah. they can't talk to nobody because they might get clowned on, you know, being being weak, yeah. or they consider weak. You know, yeah. a lot of men and women mm-hmm. are suicide because they feel like they have no one to talk to. So, if you're listening to this, please reach out to yeah. someone, which goes into our next question. If you're struggling, if you have any deep, dark depression, any thoughts of suicide or suicide ideation, there is a suicide prevention number out there. The crisis number is 988. So easy to dial down, guys. 988 Nami Bus County different NAMIs all across the world they have different chapters they have free online support groups that does not intend to replace therapy at all but online support groups being in a support group but people that's going through the same things that you are going through is amazing and I am going to ask you a question and I'll answer it yes. first um have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide yes. or if, if you haven't have you lost someone to suicide I'll start first you know I okay actually abused as two by two of my male cousins as a child so I didn't start dealing with my trauma till mm-hmm. so, well, I probably was going through some stuff. I was a bad child because of my trauma. Didn't really know why. Mm-hmm. Um, I always had thoughts of suicide. You know, I felt like what they did to me, you know, it was my fault, or I just was so mad that people, they did that to me. And they got to move on. You know, it like hurt my heart. Mm-hmm. I was so mad at myself. I didn't tell my grandma. My grandma raised me. I didn't tell nobody till mm-hmm. late. You know, I just recently started talking about it around age twenty six. I didn't tell nobody. Mm-hmm and I kept it to myself, and, you know, it made me question myself as, like, my manhood, you know, it made me, you know, want to just, you know, attempt, I made attempts, you know, playing as a die, bored urns, you know, board to earn, getting ready to die, so I could just cremate me in there, and, you know, luckily, I started you know, I'm not a medical professional, but I started using shrooms, you know, it's actually helping my mental health. But lately, to be honest, I have been struggling, you know, mm-hmm. it's not as bad as it used to be, but I've been struggling mentally. Whereas though, like i feel alone. I just feel like I don't want to be here. So like guys, like, you know, Sarita said earlier, you know, we struggle too. I struggle too. I'm doing this podcast. You know, I may have these mental health talks. i give coping skills and dope advice and a lot of plays, but I still struggle. I'm still struggling, you know, got right. I gotta get back on my streams, but I'm still struggling. I gotta work out, you know, take care of myself. I'm still struggling, you know. Um, you know, I try I'm over the trauma. I think the therapy is called EMDR, yeah. EMDR therapy. I okay. did that for trauma. I finished that because like my therapist, it was nothing more to talk about. We finished it. So now currently I'm looking for a new therapist. I gotta find somebody okay. talk therapy because that was just based on trauma. I need to go to like a talk therapy. And, you know, guys, please reach out. And, you know, we can't lose no one. I don't want to say commit suicide. The correct term is die by suicide. We it's like People are dying by suicide. Please, please, guys, yeah. please, please. And turn it over to you.
0: Okay, well, one, before I even start, I just want to say thank you. And I appreciate you for sharing your story just now too. Um, and I know there's so much more to it, but what you did share, probably touches so many people but also took a lot from you to be able to get to a point of doing so um that's that self therapy and self care that i think is so necessary in every um everyday life so um relative to me i i don't think i've thought about dying by suicide or taking my own life um as much as maybe there's this thinking maybe that you have had or maybe other people myself included that's like you know what i don't even think if i was he if i wasn't here would anybody care right or if what would anybody do they don't care about me no one reaches out you know i'm going through something i'm alone um and what if i just ran away you know and it's just like It's because so I think sometimes it's, it's a little bit deeper, too, than just dying. You know, it's like isolating yourself to a point of not having contact with anyone and maybe dying over time, you know, and I think a lot of us do that. A lot of us in our Black community, right, or we start taking chances with our life and just really not caring. So I know that I've gotten to that point of just thinking like, I don't really care right now i don't care about life i don't care about anything um and i don't know if that is you know answering the question or not but i know it wasn't like i'm just gonna take my life but at the same time it could be thought of if i if i was to talk to a counselor about that you're like wait a minute let's stop what are you really thinking about your life you know, and they would want me to clarify. And I know that's a part of our professional training, but it's also a part of being human. I'm trying to, I want this person to be considered, know they're considered and appreciated. So let's talk about life right now, right? And see where they are. Um, But I have helped a lot of people um, through those types of thoughts in the work that I do. lot of younger people let's say I think people are getting younger and younger who actually think about dying by suicide um and it's something because there are even units like and I think in Baltimore Maryland there's a child psychiatric unit that like starts at age five right that's wild right we got five-year-olds really thinking about dying and killing themselves um but over the last like 10 to 15 years death by suicide among black men and um black women has gone up has increased tremendously i think well over 300 percent where we weren't even in that discussion at one time and now it's like wow the prevalence of this death has gone up why what What are we doing? you know, so um within the last couple of years, I've had at least um maybe five, five suicides at the practice, from adults to adolescents, and that's only in the last year last year or two.
1: Um, you said something about the five year old that um ah, I hate talking about this because this is being sad um I cried. There's this is yeah. on... I don't know the person. This man lost his child. Mm-hmm. The thing was Drake. Actually, you know, I mm-hmm. think I actually wrote a song for him. And his son was bullied in school. And right. um, schools didn't do nothing. They reported it. And that boy died by suicide, hung himself. And I tell wow. you, it broke my heart. So, like, I was in a support group for Nami. I was mm-hmm. just visiting. I was in there crying. I was at home working from home. I was in there crying. I was like, it breaks my heart that children yeah. that come to mind. They want to do that. That breaks my heart. So people, please be kind to people. You just never know what battle somebody's fighting. Be nice right. to people. You know someone's struggling. If you're struggling yeah. yourself, nine eighty eight is the number. Please dial that number. Please, please, please. Your life matters. You are one mm-hmm. in here. And I, like I said, I struggle with suicide still, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. I don't listen to it, but I'm listening to it more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Guys, girls, please, please, please reach out. Please. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's the thing. I think it's you knowing that, you know what, you're carrying it well, it meaning all the stressors of your life, but every now and then, can you just check in, you know, and really asking people to do that. As I'm not saying as a favor to you, but as a benefit to our relationships with one another, you know, because I I think that's where sometimes we fail, even in our community that we're not relating to one another and we take advantage of of life overall like, you know what, I just want to call this person and say, hey, what's up? How are you? I haven't spoken with you in a while. Um, we get so caught up in our stuff, but realize that our stuff is always gonna be there. That stuff's not new, right? And so what's really stopping you from just maintaining some form of connection to someone else, even if it's just to think about their life?
1: Yes, yes. Guys, again, I'm gonna say this number one more time. Nine eight eight is the number. You know, get into community. There could be a church group, a Nami support group, you know. That Nami support groups are free, church groups are mm-hmm. free. Just get into some type of community. And also right. remember, not everybody understands mental health, but that's okay. You know, just make sure you keep fighting. Um my next question for you. What are some good coping skills that you could recommend to someone that's struggling with their mental health? And before she answers, my coping skills, her coping skills are may not work for everybody. I like to put that in the show. True. But are some coping skills that may work for you?
0: Um and this will vary from person to person. Um so starting with myself, um one thing I do that really helps me is exercising. Um I don't care if it's just taking a 10 minute walk in my neighborhood because uh one of the uh impacts of uh, COVID and having that social isolation time was having to work from home and still having to be just as productive or even more productive and being over inundated with clients, work, students. Um, and I was just like, you know what? I need a break. I don't know how to take this break in the house because now where I have my respite is where I have to work. So I would leave, walk my neighborhood. Um, one thing that seems a little strange it could be but sometimes just playing video games you know a lot of people play video games now but there's so many different ones that are like there's even some mindfulness meditation on meta quest you know when you're in like the meta world so it's really interesting on how that virtual reality is as well um Some of the other ways that I have found of coping is um, writing things down, right? I have so much to do, but how do I manage it? So sometimes I just need to write a list. Writing a list and being able to check it off throughout the day is a way that I find that helps me to cope so well. Um, And so turning it now to other people, um when i help other people find coping skills that work we find out what they're already doing what are you already doing that helps you and sometimes we just need to shift it and reshape it into a way that's healthier right um so realizing that guess what you've been <coughs> excuse me you've been doing something all your life to get here we got to tap into what that is and then reshape it for where you are right now. Because we don't have yesterday, we don't have tomorrow. But what can we do with right now with what you've already been doing in a way that now helps you?
1: Boom, mic drop. I love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, my last question for you, right? Uh, okay, so let's yeah. say, listen to this episode, you know. And they are struggling with their mental health. They are struggling really bad. What can you tell that person that's listening? Why it's important that they put their mental health first, right? You know, a lot of us like to be there for others. We like to be giver to others and stuff like that. So to first. Please tell the person why it is so important that we put our mental health first.
0: The reason why it's so important to put your mental health first. Let me see, where do I start with that? That's so that's it sounds like a simple question, but it's it's so broad, right? So knowing that it's going to be different from person to person, I think what the universal idea around a like a best answer is is that you need to strengthen your identity. Who are you? You got to know who you are so that you build yourself up in terms of the self concept, your self um esteem. Be secure in who you are. And with that, you want to be comfortable with what you think. You want to be comfortable with what you're feeling and you want to be comfortable with what you're doing. And you want to be able to to like those things and really have a regard for how you think, feel, and what you do. And if you're not those areas are like uh, angles that you can get stuck in. You can get stuck in how you feel and how and how things are going and, and really think that that's just true to life, right? Knowing that a big part of that is optional, right? You can get stuck in what you think, not realizing that you can change your mind. You can get stuck in what you're doing, not realizing that you can stop and change it up. And so those are things that if you center on how important your mental health is, you will kind of just see the ideas around thinking, feeling, and doing, and then having some ideas of if I don't like it, if it's not working for me, I need to change it because this is going to play out in the way that I carry myself um, and the way that I relate to other people. So identity, 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 strengthen who you are what
1: do you like think who you are i love that identity identity strengthen who you are oh, i like that Just yeah it's really at home
0: yeah um,
1: and i want to add something too. you know put your mental her first because nobody's gonna put your mental health first like you're gonna put your right you put your mental health first you know no no
0: um,
1: yeah be there for others when you're not being there for yourself you know it's good to have people do your first be there for you but you have to be there for yourself you have to you know like you said identity you know build yourself up just make sure you okay before you make sure everybody else okay that's the most you are your number one priority you exactly. your your yeah. priority your priority you know you got to make sure you get all that fixed and taken care of guys make sure you put yourself first yeah um, I want to say thank you for coming on the podcast
0: oh you're welcome this was a pleasure and like i said in an honor i i appreciate you for just having me on and if i was able to help hopefully yes i don't know but i am um i hope so yeah anytime i can i will
1: Definitely was a help because it's all about having a conversation, you know, even though we're telling our story, but yeah. well, we're still having a conversation about mental health. So, thank you so much. Yeah. You, you definitely will be considered for a future podcast. Like, if I do a panel, okay, type, like if I do like a panel type, you definitely will be considered. Thank you. Okay, so
0: much. thank you. It's nothing like being considered. <laughs> <laughs> right. So okay.